to today's episode of Jazz Beats, your number one podcast for jazz news and entertainment. Here are your hosts, Jackson and Tyson. I I, I hate having to be quiet during that (laughs) intro. Tyson's over here cracking up silently and I have no idea why. I'm just trying not to laugh. Okay. We're Jazz Beats. That was a terrible introduction. I'm Jackson. This is Tyson. Hello, everybody. And bear with me today. I'm I'm kind of losing my voice a little bit, so I find this, it very sexy. This is what you get. Well, that makes one <laughs> of the there's, six people in this room. There's another listener out there who's <laughs> enjoying it. I'm sure. I don't even know what to say. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Um, if you listened last week, we kind of gave you a little preview of what we're going to talk about today. Trade day. Trade deadline is coming up in February, and we're getting close to that date. And we want to talk about just some rumors going around, just some insight from other teams, other podcasts, For other sure. other venues. Oh, so. we have a special treat regarding another podcast, right? Like how this trade thing works. I'm excited for that. Uh, we are a couple days behind our normal release time, and I'm trying to think who I'm going to blame that on. Well, we're two days behind, and we each owe blame to one of these days. Okay. So it's kind of just on us. Well, I think I'd, I'm going to put the blame on Kelsey, um, who is our uh, food and administrator support team uh, chief executive. And uh, But thank you for the drinks that she's provided <laughs> today to make up for the late Shout response. out to Fizz. We're yes. here, as always, yes. um, in Richfield, Utah. And Kelsey has been taking care of us today. She's the doing best, a tremendous the job. Server. She got me uh, a drink called For the Bros. I highly recommend it if you haven't had it. And it's not for the ladies. Clearly, it's for the bros. <laughs> so try it if you're a bro. Um, the Jazz are now 23 and 24, right on the cusp of 500, <sighs> sitting in eighth spot in the West. Um, we've won three of our last four games. And they've been exciting wins. They've been they've been fun to watch even our loss by one point was a fun game to watch after being down 20 in the first half correct yeah against the sixers um we continue to just have close game after close game after close game have we discussed uh the game of donovan's return since on the podcast i'm trying to remember has it been that long have we been that long I, I think it has. We, we, I know you and I have talked about it, and that's where I'm getting confused. Yeah, I think, um, I think so. I think it's been that. We long. have not. Yeah, we have not talked about the Cavs. Uh, I just, I just, just really quick. I'm going to jump in. That was an incredible game. I, I, I attended that game. I expected us to lose wholeheartedly. Um, could not be more proud of just the will of the Jazz to stick into that game and push all the way to the end. Donovan was a class act. The fans were classy. They received him very well, and he responded with lots of love towards the fans, towards the old coach, administration, the ownership, and even the players on the Jazz team. He took a little bit of time out, and and it was just nice to see that he's still a class act kind of guy. Also came out earlier and signed a lot of autograph for fans, so it was good Um, to see. I choked up a little bit with the um, Mitchell, Clarkson, Conley group hug that happened after the game. you did. That was a good one. Little um, he had trouble even leaving the tunnel. I'm sure. Just being stopped by everybody. Right. And he had the biggest smile on his face the whole time and greeted yeah. everybody that, that seeked him out. Yeah. Um, not in a rush at all. No. He, he was enjoying the moment and he was taking his time to appreciate people, the fans, front row fans that he's sure. grown to know. He, he greeted those people like media, yeah. um, staff members, ex-coaches. 
Yeah. It was, Everybody. It was good to see. I, I don't think there could have been a better outcome for Donovan Mitchell's return to Utah than that game that we had. No, I, I said it to you. I don't know if it was on the, on the podcast was, or not. Yeah. Saying my dream game would be Mitchell has 40, the Jazz win, and Mark and Inner Clarkson has 41 was my, was my dream. That didn't happen, but Mitchell had 46. The Jazz win in a nail-biter, win by two at home. I mean, it was it was fantastic. Fun game, fun game. So, see, Donovan's still good for the Utah Jazz franchise, even when he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> um, just looking at the last five games, um, yeah. Grizzlies, we lose by five. Uh, Cavs, we win by two. Magic, we win by four. Sixers, we lose by one. Um, Timberwolves, we win by one. Like, all of these close games, I feel, are so good for our young players. So good for Walker Kessler. Abaji's getting a ton of minutes, right, or a ton of time right now. He's gotten a ton of confidence. He's playing his his butt off. I, I love Abaji these last few games. Um, our young guys are really developing and improving a lot, especially with these close game situations. Right. I mean, we're still third in points per game in – in the league, which is is impressive, we're a high we're a high flowing offense. We still, obviously, we've talked about our transitional defense, which it has to be picked up. But I think you're right; these type of games, although we're not getting wins on all of them, the experience that comes out of a close game really is a long time learner for a lot of these guys. And we have young guys, so they're going to carry the lessons from this season for the rest of their career. Can't say enough about Walker Kessler cannot say i cannot be more impressed with this guy well you watch the timberwolves game and maybe except for anthony edwards um the two best players on the floor were jazz rookies with right. kessler and abaji yeah in a in a year that we had zero draft picks going into the year yeah we haven't even played that card yet and right. we're dealing with some pretty bloody good rookies right i mean kessler has been outstanding he had 20 points 21 rebounds and four insane. assists and two blocks. Insane. Like, and he's got to be one of the leading blockers in the league. He's third in the league in blocks, averaging like 19 minutes. That's so he's crazy. not even playing half the game right now. That is crazy. Now, Walker Kessler got it. The other rookie, I'm, I'm struggling to know how to pronounce his name correctly. I, I can't even cheer for him because I'm just not sure how to yell his name. It's easier when you hear it than when you look at it. Okay. Looking at it is, is difficult. That's what throws me off. So first name, Ochai. I'm closing my eyes too. Okay. Ochai Abaji. So are you going with Ochai or Abaji? I don't know. Like what's your when you go, yes, it was go Abaji. Is that what you're yelling? I don't know. It's a struggle. I haven't yelled enough for him to, to really define. I'm still finding that. Either way, to me, it sounds like a type of sushi. <laughs> e- either name on its own sounds like a sushi to me. But um he's been fantastic. He's super athletic. Yeah. He's shown it off and he's shooting the ball well. He looks like he's he belongs yeah, is he I think the biggest thing. Yeah. He I looks like comfortable. It. He defends. He he's finds his place. He hits the open three in the corner. Um he's attacking the rim. He's making good passes. He he's doing a lot of really good things for yeah for a rookie. Yeah, you, you can't ask too much more for him. I, the fun thing about these having a rookie players is you get to see them develop, you get to see them mature and and they, and they may not always be on on the Jazz franchise as a player, but you know five, ten years from now, you can still see them and see how much they've developed from their rookie year. And to me, that's going to be a lot of fun with Walker Kessler um, just because I think he has a fun personality. He's a humble guy. He's a quiet guy. and He just gets in and does the work. He'll listen to anyone. I mean, Donovan Mitchell pulled him aside and told him to quit calling the defensive play after the game because he said, you're telling me what you're going to do, so I know how to respond to that on the offense. 
Like, how great is that? How many times has that happened for a rookie? But he's going to take that on board. He's going to be a way fun player to watch through his career. And he's always smiling. Yes, when he's he hit those foul man. shots at the end of the game and won it. Yes. He, he, I don't think he could believe it. <laughs> <laughs> he's always smiling, so happy. Um, we picked up both those rookies through the big trades this summer. Yes. And we want to talk about trades a little bit more today. Let's get into that. A um, lot of rumors going around that Danny Ainge is always involved in rumors. Um, uh, the, the big ones that are on the table right now are Beasley – Vanderbilt, and we've heard some Mike Conley talk in the last week. Um, I know you're a big Beasley fan. I know you love Conley, as we all do. Yeah, um, what are your thoughts as far as trusting Danny Ainge and possibly moving some of these players and thinking towards the future? So the idea would uh, Clippers are the ones that are interested in Mike Conley, right? Correct. I mean, Mike's a solid player. He brings a calmness to the court that none of our players have. That's what worries me, is there isn't another player that has that quality on our team at all. Uh, I mean, can you imagine uh, the difference between Sexton and Mike Conley's brain? To replace Mike Conley with Colin Sexton full-time would be a, a concern for me. And I'm not saying the way that there's two different types of play. and not, I'm not saying one's better than the other, but one only, only having the one option is a, is a real concern. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, I mean, Mike's on in his years, but he's a very smart player, and I think every team could use a Mike Conley. Yeah, I agree. He's one of those guys that you see late in their career. You see some of these veterans kind of – at some point, you say chasing rings, and but they're going to title contenders, and they're really um, contributing. They're in less time than they've had to. Obviously, he's 34, 35, aging a little bit. Um, we talked a little bit about it this morning. The way he plays kind of suits his age a little bit. He's not explosive. He's not lost any of that. You look at Rudy Gay, a guy similar age, and um, similar productivity in his early career being – um, pushing potential all-star and just the way he played before being explosive and above the rim has not adjusted to his age real well. So I think Conley does have a purpose on a contender and he's, and he's such a good mentor. Like you said, do, do you see him if he goes to the Clippers? This is a two, two phase question for you. Are you okay with it for one and two? Does it, does it actually put him on a team that you think is going to get him that ring? Is he the missing link for the Clippers to, to advance? I think the Clippers need more than that. I mean, I mean, when they're healthy, they're very good. But um, but they've they've been trying for three or four years now, and they've never been healthy. So I I don't see them being a contender this year or next, for that matter, with this core that they have, just because they can't stay healthy. Like they they keep saying, I keep looking at them saying, okay, when they're healthy, next year they'll be good. Because uh, they just weren't, they just couldn't get healthy this year, and we've said right, that for right. four years now. It feels like, and and I, Kawhi, and Kawhi is the t time management pro. Like, I mean, no one sits more minutes as uh, as an yeah. all star than he does. So I don't see him getting a ring in in L A. Okay, okay. Um, I think that he would rather finish out his career in Utah than L A. Um, but I do think that he 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 would fit well with the Clippers roster as far as they just need one more big. They need, they need Mike Conley and one more big. And then yeah. I think that they're a really good team. Yeah. And they got to be healthy and they got to be <laughs> at healthy, the end of the day, which in the end we all know is not going to happen. Um, Beasley and Vanderbilt have been talked about as far as trade 
assets for John Collins from Atlanta. He's pretty bloody um, good. Collins is, is a way good player. It's still being talked about, though. They talked about it in the preseason. It got brought up maybe a month ago and kind of shut down, but yet there's still... Do you think this one's legit? Do you think this is the real deal? I think so. We've just heard so much about okay. it. I'm sure the phone has been picked up back and okay. forth. I just think they can't agree on on probably on draft picks. Interesting. Um, but they do say Utah is the front runner to get John Collins. It's just a matter of finding a way to do so. I've heard of a possible three-team trade with the Cavs because I know the Cavs are very interested in Beasley. So sending Beasley to them, Collins to us, Vanderbilt to them, and then um, possibly having Atlanta receive a first-rounder from from Cleveland on top of that. or so. I, I don't know. But I know it's yeah. a big mess, and I know Danny Ainge is not going to do anything that he doesn't win. And Danny Ainge is going to win every trade he makes, or else there won't be a trade. And that's just kind of what he's showed to do. Malik, uh, I, I really, really like – I enjoy Malik's personality on the court. And, and really, besides Clarkson, he's our most clutch shooter in the last 60 seconds of every game. He's hit a lot of big three-pointers, and I feel very confident – having him be the guy with the ball in, the, with, in his hands. So I would really, really, really miss him a lot. Vanderbilt, I, I really enjoy his style of play, but I could let him go. Over, over Malik Beasley, it would definitely, V8 could go if I had to choose between the two. But, but you think this is a real trade? You, think that, you don't think this is a rumor? Is it because you've I think heard it's it a for, real, for eight months now? I think so. Okay. And it's, I think it's a real discussion. Now, is it going to happen? I, I, I don't know. I think it all depends on how... How Danny's feeling that day? Probably. Or how okay with Danny Ainge just sitting there arms folded that Atlanta is. Yeah. And if they're not... If they're okay with waiting and wait, holding it out like he is, then it probably won't happen. Is Atlanta in a rebuild? I think they're stage? a lot worse than was expected. Okay. They went to the conference finals two years ago. Um, they added DeJounte Murray this offseason, who was great for San Antonio, and they thought that that was going to be a huge part of it. Um, but they've kind of fallen off. I think they are in maybe playing game status in the East. Um, we're going to double check on that. But, yeah, they're they're underperforming from where they were. They're ninth place right now. Okay. So, they're, so they're, for a team who went to the similar. conference finals two years ago and only added assets, they're not doing well. I can I can see some frustration. So I do think they'd probably be looking to make some corrections in their roster. Right. I do too. Um, the Jazz have said everyone is on the table for trade except Markinen and Walker Kessler. Interesting. Okay, so let's – why do you think that is? Kessler – Markinen, first of all, he's he's – He's turned into the centerpiece of the Jazz. He's obviously an all-star, a guy that, that can run a team. I think he would be a fantastic second option on a contender. And so it's just a matter of getting one more superstar around him and then filling the gaps. Um, and he's still young. I think he is being seen as a part of this this three-year build, and he's okay. going to be there at the Good. end. Good. And then Kessler has just blown everybody out of the water and, and just exceeded every expectation and Amazing. possibility. And the fact that he's doing this on his rookie year and how much confidence he's gained, um, he's fantastic. You can't he's, not like him. Yeah, his tip backs alone, he's going to get 10 points a game just on tip backs. I, I love it. If he's just, all he has to do is be having the minutes to be on the court to do that. Markkanen could be the face of the franchise 
next year. But in order for that to happen, there's another big name that may have to no longer be on our roster, and we're talking about Jordan Clarkson. I mean, the rumors around Jordan Clarkson are, are – I've heard everything. And we're here to squash those, okay? Or we're, we're here to discuss and – Decide what is just rumor. Okay, so some of the rumors, I'm going to start. Is that okay? Yes, please. Okay, I'm going to get into the one that really wrapped me up. First off, we heard rumor number one. Some of these may be true, some of them may not. Rumor number one, Jordan Clarkson denied contract extension from the Utah Jazz. Is this true or false, Jackson? Um, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> I'm going to say true. But there is a, a story to be explained. Okay, okay. I don't know the answer, so that's good. Uh, rumor number two, Jordan Clarkson requested to be traded off of the Utah Jazz to be on a contending team this year. I'm going to say that's 100% false. Okay. So is, is Clark, are, are, do the Jazz have interest in trading Clarkson? And if you're Jordan Clarkson, Jackson, with your future and you're in his shoes, what's, what's your play because you, you do have a hand, right? Like, there's some options that you can play your hand. You don't have to just be a victim here. You, you, you have a little bit of say in what your options are over the next... If year. I'm Clarkson? If you're Clarkson, how do you handle it to get the most, whether it's money or chances to get a ring? Like, what is it? Well, he's said for a couple of years now how much he loves Utah and he wants to be here. And I know we've heard that before from players that end up leaving or getting traded or whatever. Um, but he does seem to enjoy it here. They, we are the first team that's given him a, a legitimate starting role now, um, and he's thriving, and, and he's got career highs in, in like points and assists, so all that. He's playing great. Um, according to the, the rules in contracts and whatnot, the Jazz can only pay him $16 million in his first year on his next contract. He's getting paid twelve now. Does that sound right? Um, yeah, I think Close that's right. That, we that? can only pay one hundred and twenty percent of his last contract year. Okay. Um, so we're limited in what we can pay him. I'm sure he wants more than that. Um, analytics say he's worth more than that. Um, so if I were him, and what I think he's going to do is he's going to wait till the off season when when he's a free agent and he's going to talk with Utah. He may get offers elsewhere, but but then we are able to pay him more. Because it's now he's a free agent. After he lets the contract expire. So that's yes. that could be part of the reason why he's not accepting an right. extension to the contract. And I don't think there's any grounds on him saying that that mean he doesn't want to be in Utah. It's, it's, almost, it's almost him giving Utah a chance, right? If yeah. he doesn't extend, because then Utah's like, okay, now we can be a contender in how much we're going to pay you and be competitive against all these other teams, right? Because Utah's saying, we want you here. Let it, we can't prove it right now because our hands are tied. We can't offer you more money. Right. So I think he is saying, Utah, prove it to me how much you want me in June. We'll talk. And that makes sense to me. He's saying, okay, I, th I think I'm worth 20 mil. Um, Utah, you say you want me here. You say that you enjoy having me here. You know I am. You know I'm part of the team. We get along well. I think that he jives really well with the players on the team. I haven't seen any issues there. Um. So I think you're right. I think that really could be him asking the Jazz. He's either calling our bluff, right? Like we're, we're either going to pay up right. and say, no, we genuinely want you here, or Danny Ainge is going to be like, sorry, it's not part of my master flow chart. <laughs> so I don't know. 
But I, I think so. You're saying Jordan Clarkson will be playing on the Utah Jazz till the end of the season. If you had to put your money on one side of that coin or the other through this season, yes. Okay, I think so. Okay, I don't think he's wanted. I don't think we want to trade him. I do think we want to retain him and have him be that veteran okay. voice and and face. And um, yeah, interesting. Do you ever think about um, this? Is a little bit off topic. I'm sorry, and and I hope Clarkson stays because uh, I've got his jersey. For my wife, I do too. my wife and my kids. <laughs> and uh, anyway, uh, do you ever think about how Donovan Mitchell would have played on our team if the only trade that happened, say that the roster was what it is now, and the only change Donovan stayed, but instead of Rudy Gobert, you had Markinen? How do you think the dynamic would be between Markinen and Donovan Mitchell on a team instead of Rudy Gobert? I think we would see. Honestly, obviously the Jazz would be better, um, but I th- I would see a decline in Markkinen's involvement stats and involvement. Okay. Um, but I I think we owe a lot of credit to Will Hardy too in the way he's used Markkinen have his, has him attack in the basket, not just a right. catch and shoot player anymore. Yeah. Um, so I still think he'd be pushing All Stars, and we'd still be pushing two All Stars in Utah if we had Mitchell and Markkinen. Interesting. I think that they would get along really well, but that's a good point. I do think his stats would drop back a little bit because uh, Coach would probably have a whole different game game yeah. plan. And obviously Mitchell would be taking the load. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Interesting. So I'm glad to hear that you think Jackson or that Clarkson's going to stay. That that brings peace to my soul. Thank goodness. Um, one quote from Keith Smith on Twitter talking about Danny Ainge and his mindset. Um, he said, there's an awful lot of smoke around the Utah Jazz lately. One thing I learned a long time ago, there's always an awful lot of smoke when Danny Age is involved. Sometimes it's something, <laughs> sometimes it isn't. Also, it's usually what you don't hear about that happens with Ainge. So it's it's kind of with the Cleveland trade with Mitchell. It came out of nowhere. Right. Everyone was talking about New York. Everyone was looking at New York. Yep. And then news hits, Cleveland makes a trade, and Boom. it's it's over. So everything we've talked about today, just forget about it (laughs) because Danny Ainge has something else up his sleeve and he's not going to tell us what it is Yeah, because he's the ultimate bluff man. Like there's nothing that he, he, he doesn't owe the public. He doesn't owe the press anything and he doesn't care. He has his own game. He's going to play and he doesn't care what we think is going to happen. He's going to, he's going to do what he thinks best for the jazz. And do you trust him? we'll see (laughs) and danny ainge we trust he did it in boston so we'll see um so if you didn't know jazz beats is part of the basketball podcast network as well as a bunch of other teams yeah a bunch of other podcasts about other nba teams and we've been kind of collaborating with some other shows about trades and we had um, a member from uh, a hornets podcast his name's james reach out and send us a little clip of audio on a trade that he has kind of drawn up that involves Utah. So okay, let's hear we're going to hear that from him right now. And then we're going to get our response on, on that in just a second. So this is James from the all Hornets podcast. I believe it's called. I'm James Plowright, part of the all Hornets podcast and part of the basketball podcast network. I'm contacting the Utah Jazz to register some interest in Jared Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt would add an element of defense, toughness, rebounding, something that Charlotte have really struggled for, for what seems like forever. 
and it's definitely something they want to try and look at going forward as well. And with a guy like Lamelo Ball able to kind of feed him cuts and rolls at the rim, I think he would be a good fit here and his lack of shooting wouldn't necessarily hurt. To make kind of a starting off a point, I would start with like PJ Washington. Just a straight up PJ Vandy swap. PJ probably fits a little bit better long term next to a guy like uh, Walker Kessler because he can stretch the floor a little bit. He can play some small ball center and he can play power forward too. Um, and he's, yes, he's had a down year shooting the ball, but I do believe that he'll bounce back as a shooter. He'll be able to improve as a rebounder. It's just been a bit of a shambles of a year for Charlotte. He is a free agent this summer, but he's restricted. And with Utah's lack of uh, kind of committed salaries going forward and with moves at the deadline, I think they'd be able to retain him. So if someone like Danny Ainge has valued P.J. Washington over Vanderbilt, you could just do it straight up. If you really want to twist an arm, you could maybe start to convince me, I'm speaking out loud here, into packaging a second round pick with P.J. Washington Maybe someone like JT Thor, adding him into the detail, into the deal as well. Um, but I wouldn't say that publicly. I'd start with the PJ Vandy split, kind of one for one, and I'd see how that goes from there. But let me know what you think of the trade offer. Okay, that was James. And we're going to respond to James in just a second Interesting. and kind of send our clip back to him so he can hear our response. So. Hang in there. And we'll by be we, right. You mean you? <laughs> we are going to contribute to this. We'll be right back, folks, and then we're going to have a sponsorship break after this. So, okay, hang in there. This is the Jazz Beats podcast for the for the Utah Jazz. I am Jackson here with Tyson, and we are we are mock GMs right now. And we just received a phone call from the Charlotte Hornets. Um, James Plowright with the All Hornets podcast has requested a trade for Jared Vanderbilt. What are your thoughts? You, I know you're a big Vanderbilt fan, Tyson. He's, he has a point there with the toughness. Uh, for sure, he adds that element to any roster. And when he's on the floor, he has a great amount of hustle. And although he, I wouldn't say he's in a shooting slump, I just think that his role on our team is not a shooter. It's, it's more of a facilitator and a defender. So if that's something that they're looking for, I think that uh, he would be a good fit for the Hornets. I also feel like he has a little, a little bit more value than the straight across trade they're looking for. So they offered us PJ Washington straight up for Vanderbilt. PJ is a much better scorer, um, shooting about thirty-seven percent from three, which is slightly above league average. He's averaging fifteen points a game, maybe four assists, four re- or four rebounds ish. Um, a little bit different dynamic. I do think he could stretch the floor. James has a good point that we're going to be playing a lot of Walker Kessler, and he's going to stretch the floor out and let him. Um, hang out in the paint by himself a little bit more. Um, salaries are pretty well matched. Um, it, it's it's kind of a wash if we're going straight up, if I'm going to be honest. And the way both teams are structured and the way we're kind of selling and wanting future assets, um, I, I'm not okay with just accepting a straight across if I'm playing GM here. So what's it got to be to make the trade happen? So we are going to uh, – GM Jazz Beats is going to counter – and say we want a future first rounder first rounder first rounder to pick up pj washington he's on an expiring i guess vanderbilt is too um but the way things are going with the jazz we are looking at the future and we want to protect and gain future assets all right let's see what hornets have to say about that so it's in your court hornets hey thanks for the call james um look forward to hearing for you and making making a deal right (laughs) DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Um, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. 
Um, if you haven't been on DraftKings lately, the NFL playoffs is here. It's the perfect time to get involved um, and, and win some money. It's a good time. Yeah, for sure. They, they have betting as low as $1 on the flash draft. Um, if, so if this is your first time using DraftKings, that's my recommendation, is to go in there and do a $1 or a $5 bet. And if, In fact, if you do the $5, that gets you a, a, um, available for the promotion that they have right now. Um, just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bat, bet back up to $10. So why wouldn't you? It's a win-win. Um, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Punch that in. Give it a go, guys. All right. It's time for our favorite segment. Um, we've got Kyron coming on the line. And if you listened last week, you know there's a little bit on the line here. There's a wager going on. Let's give him a call. Let's see what he's got to say. Let's pick up, see if this guy's a true jazz fan or not. We have yet to be uh, rejected on on this, this uh, would be, segment. This would be a jazz beats first. These... This ringtone reminds me of high school. I just don't feel like they're gonna pick up. I don't know what it is. <laughs> you're just you're so used to it. I just I just know what a sad ringtone sounds like, and this is it. Your call has been forwarded to an automated. Well, this is fun. Okay, so we do have a backup person we can call. Are we interested in that? Absolutely. Uh, okay, we've we've had. We got to get someone. Okay. Um. <laughs> this is live, unedited. We we don't do any. Per- um, editing on this. Again, um, I mean, do we want to have secondhand guests? Oh yes. No, we no we have. We do someone, have someone coming we in. We have someone lined Kay. up. Okay, this is exciting, and uh, I feel good about this. You want to give him a call? Your Negative. your phone's connected. Oh, shiitake. Yes, yes, I better. Um, let's see here. Sorry, guys, we're gonna get this punched through. <laughs> All right, we're di- we're literally dialing it in right now, as you can see, or here. Okay. Uh, this is big news. This is, this is Jody. We're going to see if Jody has what it takes. Yes. Happen to know Jody's a great jazz fan. She is. Wow. Hello. Is, it, is this Tyson? Jody? <laughs> How are you? Uh, Jody, you are on with Jazz Beats. <laughs> this is Jackson and Tyson. No. <laughs> this is no, live no. unedited, and we are excited to have you. Are you as excited as we are? I'm so excited. I'm in Cabo, Mexico, but Jazz Beats is, is priority here, so have go you, ahead. Have you been able to watch Jazz Games still while you're there? Um, I watch play-by-play on my phone. That's good enough. For the Minnesota game. But I'm, I'm going to go to a sports bar tonight to watch it tonight. Am I on the air? You yeah. are. Yes, you are. Are your toes oh, in the sand awesome. right now? You know what? We're at a golf club staring oh. at the Pacific Ocean. It's beautiful. Wow. Well, almost so, as nice yeah. as being in Fizz at Richfield, Utah. But, uh, <laughs> well, we'll a try close second. A close second. <laughs> Jody, I know you're a longtime listener of the podcast, so I know you're familiar with Know It or Blow It. Um, are you ready to begin yes, with sir. your three questions? I'm so ready. So, so lis- ready. listeners, Jody was a backup plan, and she has had zero preparation or knowledge of this call <laughs> this, even happening. This is very true. <laughs> so um, if you're ready, we'll hit you with question number one. You got it. Okay. The, in the last week or so, there has been an announcement that the the arena that the Jazz play in, the name of the arena will be changed. What is going to be the name of the arena as of next year? 
The Delta Center is coming back. <laughs> All right. Yes. Easy first question right there for you. So Good. easy. Very good. Are you happy about that announcement, Jody? I'm so happy about that because that's what I've been calling it for 20 years. Absolutely. So nothing's really going to change. No, nothing's changing. It's still the Delta Center. Now no one will correct you. It'll be beautiful. Right. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think a lot of jazz fans are excited about that. So, okay, good job. Question number two. Now, this is a multiple choice one because we didn't want to make things too difficult. Okay. Carl Malone in 1998... During his very short uh, time as a wrestler, wrestled against what professional WCW wrestler in the ring? Option number Uh, one. Let's go with uh, A, B, C instead of one, two, three. Option number A is John Cena. Option number B, Hulk Hogan. And option number three, The Undertaker. I'm going with Hulk Hogan. They're about the same era. Okay, final answer? That's a final guess because no I have no hesi- idea. I don't- no hesitation. No hesitation. And you got Zero. it. Hulk Hogan it was. Really? Yep, it awesome. was like the battle for the beach or something weird like that. Those yeah. wrestling shows Oh, are my awesome. gosh. <laughs> okay. Great. <laughs> we do like to ramp up in difficulty, so this will be the most difficult, in our minds, question so far. Are okay. you ready? I'm so ready. Um, John Stockton has been claimed for years as one of, if not the best jazz player of all time. What year was John Stockton drafted to Utah? Oh my gosh, that's a hard one. Uh, I'm going to have to say it's got to be. Do you have a decade? got to be. In, in the eighties, okay. it's got to be in the eighties. You you are correct as far as that goes. It is yes. Um, I'm going with 1984. How that's sure not are right, you? Is it? How sure are you? I'm only saying that because that's the year I graduated from high school. That's the only year that's important. To so me. this is a flat out <laughs> reach for the stars. Guess hundred percent. Hundred percent. Survey says. Woo-hoo. You got it. 1984. Right? You got it right. No way. Three for three. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I am the smartest jazz fan ever. Correct. You are the, the greatest jazz guesser. fan of all time. The best, the greatest guesser of jazz trivia. Hey, take whatever title wow. is given to you. Congratulations. <laughs> you can tell all your friends that you are right now the greatest jazz fan there ever has been. For, oh my for gosh, exactly in the history one week. of the world. Yes. At least for one week. <laughs> yes. Until next Monday. Hey, do oh you have anyone in mind that you would want to shout out or call out to be on next week's episode to Oh absolutely. Who, her who name is th- Carrie. Her oh. name is Carrie. And she is a she is a bigger jazz fan than I am. And she would know more history jazz than I do. I don't so. know. You nailed it. So we'll, we'll I did nail it. I did nail it. Yeah. You okay. had me nervous. Her name I thought is you were Carrie. gonna say a Karen when it started with the K. Oh, no. oh, I was nervous, but Carrie. <laughs> we don't want a Karen. Carrie, yes. Oh, Jody, you're the best. Um, well, we'll give Carrie a call. You. We'll get a hold of her, and we'll we'll have her on the show. Just let her know what we're Perfect. coming for. I'll give her a heads up. Thanks for being a good hey, sport. Hey, go Jazz Go tonight. Jazz. Have fun in Cabo. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. What a classy lady. Yeah. <laughs> Picking up the phone call in Mexico. 
So Isn't just, there some like governmental dramas in Mexico right now? I'm I don't not know. sure that that's a good place to be. Like they captured the cartel's son and, and like they're like it's bad. Is that a thing? Okay. Yeah. Or were I'm you not, just watching the no, latest season of Ozark? No, that's a thing. <laughs> okay. That's a thing. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I was going to bring up, uh, by the way, Jody was a good contestant. Yeah. Just so you listeners know that that's my mother. <laughs> she was our, <laughs> she's been our backup. I've, she's been wanting to come on and talk for weeks. And, Correct. and I said, okay, if somebody doesn't answer, then we'll, we'll definitely give you a call. Wow. And so, came, the stars aligned for her in hey, many she ways. Nailed today. She nailed I was impressed. Job. Very impressed. Someone else she, I'm impressed with. She uh, seems to know her 1990s wrestling really well. Yeah, so she was all about the whole Colgan. We'll have to have a talk over. He over, had the ble- beach blonde hair. Yeah, like, but it was just Hulk a mania, mold, right? The yellow and red. Yeah, epic. Yeah, he was the man. Big yeah. handlebars. Yeah, yeah, he had the look. <laughs> he had the look. Sorry, he I interrupted. Go ahead. Yes, he did. I was going to bring up just this is totally off off topic. Joe Ingles is back in the NBA, of course. About a month ago, he got back and started playing after his injury. He has been playing incredibly well. He played Toronto just earlier this week. 15 points. I think it was eight assists and six rebounds. I'm, I'm just shooting from the hip there on that. Um, but the Bucks, as far as the team and the fans, they are loving Joe Ingles. And that I'm that surprises me. I, I miss him even not at more. All. Just to see him out there with the trash talk, with the way he interviews post game uh, with reporters, I just miss that personality, that character on our team. But very, very glad he's doing well with the Bucks, and I think he's part of a great organization there. And I'm excited to see how far he goes in the playoffs this year, which I expect them to to run pretty deep. I mean, I would love for Milwaukee or Cleveland to get a if if it's a team from the East. Those to, are your two. Those are my two. Because I'd love to see a ring on Donovan and especially Joe Eagles. And I want to hear his post-game presser after oh. that game if they win it because it would be it would be instant classic. It would be. <laughs> it would be. It would be. Uh, it, it might grow Donovan's ego too much if he gets it his first year <laughs> in Cleveland. That's a little bit of a concern for me. But Joe, he'd just be like, oh, my bloody knew we were going to win that game anyway. <laughs> Um, champion, they, the people's champion. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, games coming up. Games coming up. What we do have we the have? Clippers on Wednesday night um, at home. We've got a little home stretch going on. We've got Brooklyn Nets, and then we have Charlotte Hornets, who obviously we're in trade talks with now. Right, and so, the Clippers as well. They're in a, a slight discussion about Mike Conley. Right. So picture him on the other side of the of the bench. So three big home games coming up um, before you hear from us next. So. It's exciting times. I think the Jazz players have also recognized the difficulty of their schedule thus far in the season, and they're expecting big things with an easier schedule, less travel, and more home games in front of their fans. They're expecting to get some real wins here, and I, and I think that they could. I definitely do, too. Um, if you're looking for just good basketball and close games, start watching the Jazz because every game is a close game, and it's, it's must-see TV in my mind. Yes, sir. Um, Thanks for tuning in. This is a kind of a late episode of Jazz Beats. We've kind of flown by the seat of our pants, and we appreciate you sticking around for this long. So, as always, we are Jazz Beats. I am Jackson here with Tyson. Um, Yes, sir. I am here, (laughs) and I will be here next week. So you guys should tune in for Jazz Beats. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.